0: Hey all, and welcome back to another episode of the Chapters of Adulthood podcast. In this episode, I chop it up with a lady who wears all the protective styles. Director, writer, and all-round creative storyteller, Chioma. She shares the benefits of therapy and how her own experience Mm. drugged her by her toes. How imposter syndrome is a witch, and she asks herself, Chioma, do you have two heads? Enjoy the episode, show us some love, reviews, star ratings, and all that good stuff. And make sure to click the link in the bio to watch her most recent body of work. A whole short film recently shown at the BBC Festival of Funny. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of the Chapters of Adulthood podcast. I'm your host, Manise. And as you know, all my guests are special, but I'm extra excited about today as I'm joined by the lovely and
1: amazing Chioma. Hello. Hi, Melise. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, how are you I'm doing? I'm so excited. I'm good. Like, you know, the sun is shining. The sun is shining. Like, what's not to love about life right now? yeah trust me and I think you know, after the year that we've had mm, it we is
0: little it. things of you know just sun shining that we're you know just even excited about
1: exactly yeah 100% like the small things just take for granted now I'm just like I'm just gassed about like everything yeah, is just I'm with you a reason that. to smile amen <laughs> have you been have
0: you been out at all yet since the
1: world has opened up you know what I was yesterday um, I went out with my sister and I was supposed to go to um, Central but I could oh, already okay. like Croydon was like big busy and I thought Croydon Central is probably going to be like Croydon on crack so I was like I'm not actually <laughs> about it so let me just go <laughs> let me just go when it's a bit more quieter so I haven't actually ventured outside of like my area yet but um yeah there's plans to but at the same time like I feel like Covid or not like when it comes to long queues and people like I'm not really about that life so yeah i want to have to I'm gonna have to plan it basically yeah I'm gonna have to strategically <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> I think that yeah that has been the the thing like even he said, people like him a bit of duck, a bit of a germaphobe, don't like people mm. too close to me anyway. Mm. But this, you yeah, know, this, the past year has kind of really heightened that. You're like, you know, when people are behind that, like, okay, move back. I think some people kind of forget that, you know, this is a panorama. Yeah, you, you get it. You know, and You, need you to, get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> make it a free. Make it free. Me as a not mm, too <laughs> mm, mm, definitely, definitely,
1: hundred percent.
0: Right, so, I get it. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm so excited. I haven't even like left my house yet okay. or kind of gone out yet. Weirdly, I don't. I don't know what it is. I think for me, I was more excited about the gyms opening okay. than um at the actual like restaurants in the world. I'm like, right, okay, all that all that weight that I've just put on during this lockdown. Yeah, it's time to get myself ready for the June 21st. Yeah. <laughs> that's my goal. Like 20, June 21st. That's like the
1: serious, yes. yeah, that's what everything needs to be correct. <laughs> everything just need to be correct,
0: right? <laughs> back, back, yes. right, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, even going up the stairs is, is tiring, so oh it, it, yeah, my it's, it's clearly God. a no. Yeah, I
1: need to get to the gym. Yeah, yeah, like, I think I don't know if it was covid exactly, but I think I had inklings, anyways, I was unfit. And then I think those certain <laughs> things that are happening. I just realized, yeah, this needs to, I need to get together basically. Right. Yeah, I need to get, right. It together. get together yeah. now
0: before you have kids and she all those it. things. Yeah, 100%. that's the goal. <laughs> that is the goal. <laughs> but I guess first and foremost, I think a congratulations is in order. Um I know recently your short film about a month ago mm-hmm. premiered to an audience of over two hundred thousand people <laughs> at the BBC Festival of <laughs> Funny. Congrat how are you feeling? Like, you know, that is such an amazing
1: accomplishment, amazing moment. Like, how was that for you? That was honestly like it was just crazy i think because essentially i think for me and maybe for a lot of people covid has just like um presented a lot of opportunities in ways that we weren't um expecting or um and i'm just talking about specifically in terms of um the lockdown maybe specific maybe not covid itself but it's just low um, lockdown itself so there was an opportunity to make like um uh, make a five minute short film um in a way that i would never have considered before via intermission and like me just kind of locating certain people and building the team with our director Abigail um, we came together and we built this team we obviously um, established a film with our writer Thara um, and then when the opportunity came after following the film submission into the London Short Film Festival um, and its premiere over there and then obviously its premiere with Uproot um, as well um, a company that um, Abigail the director um, she, um, she owns we th- then oh it was like God. we were approached by the BBC to, um, to submit something think and I, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure if I actually I thought it was gonna happen um but when it did and when it was going in that direction and then I actually saw like it take place and the credits start rolling on like on tv oh, that's goodness. when it felt real to me um yeah. but yeah it's wow. just so interesting so every time I think about like how it came about it just reminds me that to continue showing up um and doing your best work regardless of yeah. what the stakes are because you never know where that work may take you. Um, But yeah, it was just, it was crazy. Really, really crazy. It was amazing. That is amazing.
0: (laughs) So with that, you know, kind of the idea of it was not um, there before COVID had ever happened. Yeah, so... Tool, at all or is it all kind of transpired in the past
1: year yeah 100% so with um, wow. with Inter- so Intermission who I've trained I trained with um, for acting they um, from what I understand they're kind of exploring different ways because they predominantly work with theatre and I think in the current climate they're right. understanding that you know they need to prep their students for um, film work um, and that right. may be you know acting on film but also producing your own content or like becoming your, your, like a filmmaker yourself so that's where they um. Right. I think and they responded to the fact that the young people they had been that were their in current cohort maybe didn't have much to do so they came up with this idea um and then we responded to it so they set a brief and we responded to the brief um but the brief had to have something to do with Shakespeare as well so the line itself which is why I okay. love Shakespeare so much because it just, even though like it's it was so many like eons ago the theme still to today and it related to this black woman's struggle which is um, heavy as the head that wears yeah. the crown, because um, we all know as black women there's a there's a lot to contend with in life. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, and the last yeah, year I, and the la- has uh, been it's the last is well, well, only illuminated yeah, that. I mean, I'm not sure if, if change yes. has actually occurred. Oh. I mean I, I think it's yeah. that's a story for another day but um, it's definitely illuminated it's yeah, right. it's, it definitely illuminated the um, the issues that we're facing um, and the yeah. pressures um, but yeah to answer your question it was it's essentially just a response to um, a brief um, a very like free b- brief that we um, were given it wasn't like structured specifically to um, you have to talk about this or X, Y and Z, but we just it happened to the story we're telling happened to kind of flow in line with black women um, black womanhood and specifically Black excellence and like how that can be such a an exhausting thing to um maintain. To strive for, to keep up, yeah. um, to achieve, like just that—that that whole realm of like existing within black excellence—is yeah, it can be quite exhausting. A hundred percent. I think, and I—I
0: I always say to my friends, you know, especially I feel like as black women, I don't care what no one tells mm-hmm. me, you know. We, I feel like, you know, the struggle for us is a hundred times harder. You know, like that's how I personally yeah. feel. Um, I feel like, you know, sometimes just in life, we're almost at like almost at the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. You know. In in very many different things when it comes to me, whether that be dating, yeah. you know, or you know, careers, that kind of thing. So, you know, like watching, I found like watching it, you know, even though it is a short film, it was very emotional okay. and quite an emotional, um, kind of watch. <laughs> yes. and yeah, I know, was funny, bits yeah, 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 no, well, it was that very emotional. That, yeah, like, yeah like it's very emotional, and I feel like, you know, um, you're like, oh, you're watching, like, oh, I get it, like, oh, I understand, you know, that kind of just, I just want to be me, mm-hmm. I, I just want to be, I want to, you know you know when it comes to terms like work-wise go in get my paycheck and leave yes. you know and um I, I think which you kind of alluded to you know with within the the film is that it's not everyday black like not everyday black woman i just want to be a woman it's not everyday you know um it's not everyday diversity i just want to be you just want to exist just, i just want to be me yeah. you just want right. to exist as like a, a human exist. yeah because everything
1: else that's been put on right. you has been put on you by society like this i, I often yeah. think about how the fact that the world is the way it is because it's been created to be like that no god didn't tell us that this is how life has to be like you have to things like taxes or things i know it sounds really like really like out there but like if you think about it like if you really really think about it it, everything's been created and like even our own experience has been it's been orchestrated um you know and it's and it's when you're when you think about the fact that at the end of the day we we are literally just here to exist and we are just humans. And then, and then, you, yeah, it, it's exhausting because it, it, you just, you get reminded, it doesn't yeah. have to be this way, but it is because it's been decided it it someone has decided for it to be that way.
0: A and, and now, like, you know, now as we get older, we're like trying to unlearn all yes. those things that, you know, not even, they, they weren't even told to us, but it's just a thing, Yeah, you know, and, um, yeah, for the people that don't like don't know, you know, we went. We kind of went to. The, we went to the same, you know, secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I know. Yeah, you know, I know. Obviously, our experiences are different, more different, different years. But a big thing that I've kind of now, well, I call it, our prison. I say prison, <laughs> rather than school or boarding school. <laughs> I always say it was a boarding school where you could go home at the yeah. end of the day. Is what I always tell people. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, you know, so strict, so but, strict. Um, I feel like. Being in that environment, like for me personally, when I look back at, you know, my experience at school, I literally left that almost 10 years ago now, which is crazy. Mm. Um, I found that, you know, in that environment, I was consistently fighting to just be me and, you know, just to kind of have the same, um, kind of have the same, kind of being the same, you know, um, oh, I can't think of the word now, pegging, pegging field, not the right that word, field. you know what I mean? Yeah. The same peg, yeah, playing field you know, as my counterparts and yeah. not, not consistently, you know, being reprimanded because the colour of my skin, you know, and I think, you know, as a child, I was quite a mouthy kid, you know, like anything that I thought was unfair. I was gonna let. I was gonna let you know that I don't think this is fair, and this is why I don't Definitely. think it's fair. And I think that's <laughs> a, yeah, a, <laughs> literally. I think yeah that's a big thing that I kind of took out of school like I felt like I was never allowed to just be me and you know I was kind of consistently reprimanded for being yeah I get almost like a strong black girl at the Mm -hmm. time rather than a strong black woman Mm -hmm. um so how how did how did you know kind of school shape who you are would you say like you know how's that kind of impacted you as your as a person today would you say for Mm -hmm. yourself I know it's like taking you right back yeah honestly right
1: back like right back um I think I think when I as I've gotten older I've there have been sometimes I don't know if you do this but sometimes you'll kind of like suddenly remember things that were said to you by teachers and in the in the at the time oh you yeah. didn't it, you knew it was like it wasn't right but you weren't sure as to like how to place that that comment like in what category in terms of like a yeah. teacher just being rude or if there's an underlying kind of like um underlying kind of um thought process governing. That that statement. Yes. So yeah. there definitely, I think when I think back, um, I mean, there, was, there was certain. I think there was, I think there were certain teachers who kind of just um, like you know, told us off or reprimanded us, or blah blah. And you can you could tell that that was just they were just doing their job or they were just responding to what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and then there were other comments that were made by teachers, and you could just tell that this is charged. This is this is a racially charged. If you want to say that. racially charged comment um this is um what you're saying what you're saying to me is has been influenced by your perception of black women or black people in general um and Mm -hmm. i think and i think when you i think when you kind of hear things like oh like um you won't amount to anything, or something like. That. I remember that. I don't think I specifically said to me, but I remember that's being said to like maybe a, a. I was in a group of like girls, and it's like it's funny you say yeah. that because all the girls who you said that to, or the people who saying that, are literally doing bits in their own lives to this day. um right. Right. And I think it's it's things like that where it's like, what what causes a um, a person in education to make a comment like that to make comments about you being like rowdy or you being. Um, specifically comments that can that come that um are related to or are um have like are established within like stereotypes of black people essentially yeah so even when i was doing i did um yeah 100%. maybe not from my own specific um but just to kind of um come off from like, my own specific um experience but there was like when i did um i was collecting the stories for phases um of womanhood which is comes under phases collective there was one of the girls i was speaking to her about her experience within um education and she said how like there was um um i think she went to a private school and a teacher said to her something along the lines of um oh um Basically, I think they call, I think they refer to them as being like the angry black girls or aggressive black girls. Um, Girls, Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, And it's like, I don't think, I don't, I don't think people in, I'm not even, I don't even, it's really hard to kind of like to, to wrestle that because you wonder why would you, Mm -hmm. what forces you to say such a thing? Um, do you not understand like, the implications on me as an individual growing up and I'm supposed to be looking to you as a member of a, a person of authority um, and I think it can go either way I think it can either in your mind it can reinforce the fact that you are, that we are your status within society um, how people view black people um, you know you wanting not to act yeah. to anything like that because you don't want to go into the stereotype or it can really push you to um succeed against against um whatever it is that they've told you that you can or can't do um but i think the answer to answer your question i think it has a it has a significant psychological effect on how you navigate your adulthood um yeah and how you kind of identify or experience or people who come in people who um you work with or colleagues or, or bosses or whatever um how you may view them as well um i don't yeah, yeah, i'm not sure that answers the question but i hope so kind of like
0: no no, it Something, does. Yeah. It does, and I think, like as you were talking, you know, it reminds me of, um, you know, things like those, just kind of those, you know, those keywords like, you know, being in a group of black girls, yeah. you always be called a gang, yeah, always, you know, call, yeah. And all those, yeah, all I'm those things, we're like, we're like tw- I'm twelve, like I'm twelve. like, Gangs are scary. I'm What's scary? About us, please, just hanging around with my friend, right, right, exactly. So you know, all those different things, but those are things you know, you kind of just as you get old you just unlearn but as you're saying mm-hmm. those little things kind of it's weird how you um you that like you suppress so much which is so interesting and there's different parts of your life like oh my god I remember when that happened yeah and those memories kind of you know come back so it's just so interesting how the mind you know how the mind kind of works really mm-hmm. but as you said I, I find that it's the driving force to almost prove Prove those people wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, prove prove all those doubters wrong and let them know, you know, like I'm coming. Exactly. And in a few years, Google me. (laughs) Yeah, Google me. Uh Definitely. Google me, and then <laughs> you're calling me back to
1: come and do a talk. That's what they love doing. That's what they love to do. Like they love to do that one. Right? Where they'll be dragging you through the mud at school, and then you come and make one um one accomplishment, whatever Forbes stay under thirty. 30 <laughs> that we can do a talk in the school. Are right. you out of your mind? Like, are you actually out of your mind? Right, right. Oh my god.
0: Right. Exactly. So you know it will come back to bite them. And that. And it's that's crazy. Their, that's their own. That's their own, isn't it? Um. But just kind of fast-forwarding, yes. you know. I, I know. I know now so yeah bringing it back to the kind of now um and obviously having known you throughout the years interestingly what did you study what did you study at uni? Psychology that I studied. Yeah so I see I knew it wasn't a create a cre- like you know in within the kind of creative mm-hmm. field and I kind of um wanted to you know understand how you know how did you go from studying you know a psychology to degree you know to now you know kind of being being in film was that always where you wanted to go or you know as we know you know growing up in you know black households you know some for some of us you know our parents are a big driving force you know in terms of what we study at uni or going you know what we have to do or what kind of following the path that they had for us you know ha- like how has that transition happened from you know studying psychology to now you know being directing and pro- you know producing films and exploring that creative side of you I would say like it's a big question
1: yeah, no. <laughs> <That's> a <lot. laughs> um, I would say <laughs> that um I think for me like storytelling has always just been something that I, like I've just done without even like thinking like it's just it's, it's just been a part of like part of who I am and I don't think I realized that for a very long time um so even like in school like in, in um and Ursula and like just always in like in, in drama always always in something basically always just doing something like foolish um and <laughs> after, after like in when I went to um university I think I just kind of fell into psychology really because it it made sense in terms of my a-levels and then also i was interested and i'm interested in like kind of just how human we just kind of navigate like our lives and like the mind and 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 all those things basically surrounded that um and then like even had like a, it was like an even like um what was it there was even even psychology it was like things like statistics i was able to do and like, i love statistics and like things like um just understanding like why we are the way we are like how you go about kind of like how we yeah how we exist as humans basically and i just found that really interesting um and i think that's something that still just kind of continues to the in my know it is something that still continues into like my work because at the end of the day like when it comes to storytelling when it comes to like acting and the the vehicles in which i i tell stories it is all about understanding like humanity and how can we kind of use this piece of work to kind of um inform like our society or to um break narratives or just have a conversation essentially like I love having conversations I love like um telling stories um so it just I guess when I think about it now it just makes it made sense to kind of have that so after that after uni I was like you know obviously after you graduate you're just feeling a bit like you, f- you f- definitely feel a bit very lost like um post post graduation depression is real <laughs> it is real um and you're just yeah. I think I just kind of figure out like okay like I'm not there's certain people who are like fortunate enough to kind of know from birth this is what I want to do like I want to become a doctor so I want to do x y and z and that doesn't mean it's easy at all but it, it, at least you've got a path you know you've got a path that you've established oh, that's established yeah, yeah. So the, the 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 mystification has been just removed. I'm not sure if that's even a word, but it's been demystified essentially. Uh, yeah. it now is. It is now. <laughs> Let me trademark that. Yeah. Like, has been like it's been removed. <laughs> it's been removed. Um, But for me, like I wasn't like I just I didn't really know. And I think that's I don't know if you have questions about like about navigating twenties, but that was definitely something that like I had to learn to do. Like just to extend myself a lot of grace. Now like, it wasn't happening. I wasn't i wasn't doing that i wasn't extending myself great at all i was getting really frustrated because i was like like shima yeah. does your friend have two heads like i just i needed to get it together basically <laughs> like i didn't i didn't understand like but i was following this this thing um unknowingly so when it came to yeah. after that I, th- I was abby actually obviously abby, like, a mutual friend of ours um mm-hmm. and um we she told me about um, intermission and i went to intermission applied for them Um, I really thought I I wasn't going to get in with them, to be honest, Um, because she had seen the the play with them the year before I started, um, and she loved it. I'm not sure how she found out about them, to be honest, but um, yeah, so that... That kind of started things off for me in terms of like, okay, so this feels amazing to like, I can actually like take this seriously in a way. I can actually explore this and see what this means. And it's, and still to this day, like I'm still figuring it out, still kind of finding out how to kind of like make things work for myself. But if it, it was definitely a part of the process for me in terms of like navigating from one to another. But in the same sense, I don't feel like psychology's ever like really left me because it's still something that, um, i've um i've used in like in, in jobs or i have i've used him within like the storytelling element in terms of understanding you know getting to the crux of the matter essentially That's yeah nice.
0: Yeah. Oh, I wish I had the raise. I <laughs> wish I could have done, got done, <laughs> done psychology. Like it's, it's always, an, it's always like a, a dream of mine in the near future. I may get back to uni and do a master's in it. Claim but, it. Um,
1: yeah. Definitely yeah claim
0: I'm it. Literally the same, the same as you, like always been intrigued, you know, like how people, you know, think and how people work. And I'm not sure about you, but as a person, I'm quite a logical being, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, I'm always like, you're always questioning things, you know, always understanding things. And I believe that, like, n- like, no one is the way they are, but be- just because that like, there's always a reason, there's yeah. always something behind that, like, you know, who you are as an adult today, whether you know it or not, you know, how you interact, whether that be in friendships or. love relationship there's all there's something in your past Mm -hmm. past that has made you who you are today and I think that just you know people's stories are just so amazing and I think for me like a big part of doing this is you know kind of sharing those stories of you know normal women doing extraordinary things you know doing amazing things out there and kind of you know going after their dreams and kind of figuring it out and I think you're a great example you. you know of that so I know that you kind of mentioned that um you know for you it was about extending yourself grace like what did what did that look like for you at that time you know was that was it, you know, just you know finding a um kind of tapping into almost like a, a hobby, you know, or a secret dream? Like what did that look like?
1: It was you... it was ghetto. <laughs> she's shaking her hands was... for those who can't see. <laughs> it was ghetto and it still is ghetto. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> the bar is in hell honey. <laughs> oh my god, like and you know it's so one of those I think when it comes to grace, grace sounds like I talked about my friend, like a good friend of mine, um, mm-hmm. who runs a company called Breathwork and she's just like wonderful she's she's been through it like she's got the like and she's still like and I think it's as humans you just you just you have to come you come to like an acknowledgement that where like, like the, the journey doesn't end like even regardless of what your accolades are the journey's not going to end but there's still something to kind of learn or unlearn or whatever it is so I think for me it was like I was trying to avoid giving myself like permission to just be to not know everything um and to not be like like perfect basically I was trying, I was running running on that, but eventually that, you know, you're basically running on fumes because you're not replenishing yourself if you're, if you're acting like that. Um, so, so, so for the, the great, essentially, I think it was, it just got to a point where I, um, it just had to happen. Like I just wasn't really helping myself if I wasn't going to acknowledge the fact that I was, I would have to make mistakes in order to get better. Um, and then also I, the reality was I didn't know everything and there was still so much things, so many things that I, I had to learn and I'm still learning to this day. Um, and just acknowledging the fact that your your journey, your path is going to be different from your your friends or or your peers or whoever that you're looking at um, because you are an individual. So where, whereby they may be um, further along in some sort of capacity or maybe it seems as though things are kind of coming together for them, if you feel like that's not happening for you, you've have to remind yourself that you are a different person you have different circumstances to contend with so you you just have to like you have to ex- accept that and and learn to kind of live in that and give yourself grace to to figure you know whatever your deed your the present moment is is showing you and that basically I would love to say it was just all me but that was really therapy that really helped me to um <laughs> yeah. to acknowledge that because my therapist she'd like that was like Therapy, I, I, was, I just advocate therapy for everyone. that like, therapy dragged me like dragged by my toes. like it dragged me <laughs> by my toes. <laughs> and, like, it was just, It was a touch of like a, it was a difficult experience, but it was so beautiful as well because you just you learn so much about yourself. Um, there's a lot of things that I think, um, regardless of where you are, that you that everyone can benefit from when it comes to um therapy nothing things don't have to be you don't have to be in crisis and not say I was in crisis but like you don't have to be that's an like assumption isn't it that you you have to be in crisis to go to therapy yeah, yeah I don't think so at all yeah. I think regardless of where you are you know that you might just want to have a conversation with someone who doesn't know you at all um and they may unearth certain things or you may just want to have um an external voice in your in your life um so giving myself that grace in terms of what that looked like it looked like going to therapy it looked like just kind of making, um, seeing kind of like what the past looked like, um, getting out of that past mindset and also the, and also out of the, 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 the future mindset as well. Um, and then learning to kind yeah. of just exist. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. She, we brought that, we, she, yeah. um, we discussed that a lot in terms of like how future thinking can, can essentially a future thinking or maybe past kind of obsession with like how things kind of went over if you had a bit of regret or whatever it is, um, how that can kind of, um, manifest in you, um, not taking the present for, um, not, yeah, not appreciating the present and the fact that the present is the only thing you can really control. Um, so that was, yeah. that was part of it, but in terms of the grace as well, um, just acknowledging like my life and the, the, the circumstances, um, and accepting that so that it would allow for, yeah. you know, growth. Um, yeah.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, I think you know for a lot of people it is so you know some people people say a lot like oh um you know like uh appreciate the present have you know have gratitude uh-huh. it's like what does that look yeah. like and like, what does that look like is that just getting up every morning and thanking god that you know you're you know that you're you know you've been able to you know embark on another day that is life you know through this journey like what does that i think that's something that i'm even trying to figure out what does that you know That look like. And yes, obviously, yes, you're grateful, Mm -hmm. but you still have all these, you know, these dreams and aspirations that you still want to kind of, you know, like do. And I think for me, a big thing is it's like my worry is by being present, you almost become complacent. I think that's something that I'm like kind of working out at the moment. You know, how do you have gratitude without being complacent? Because, yeah, obviously, I'm grateful, Mm -hmm. you know, to where I am. And obviously, I, I believe that, you know, everything that I've been through, you know, is part of my journey and it's a part of my story yeah. but I'm nowhere near in my mind where I want to be mm-hmm. so um I'm definitely yeah I definitely think I always say before I turn before I turn 30, I'm gonna go to therapy like, I don't feel like I'm I'm personally ready yet mm-hmm. but I I'm, i definitely hear you know the benefits and I have some people around me that advocates for yeah. it and it really you know has opened their eyes even outside of them like, being in a crisis yeah basically. So Most yeah, definitely. Is, do you still go now? Is it still is it still? No, I haven't I haven't actually
1: been in a little while but I do plan on going back. Um and nice. I think I think I think I just enjoy the 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 space that it provides um personally for me when it's okay. even when you said about how like in gratitude is something that I, I struggle with because when you're so like you're so aware of what you want your life to look like or what changes do you want to happen, it can oh, be hard yeah. to kind of like just you can, if gratitude can kind of feel forced basically, <laughs> even though there's so much to be grateful for when you think yeah. about it. Um, like there was even it's so silly, but there was one time in my house whereby, um, I, um, I, I think that like the hot water, no, the cold water stopped. So usually when, like when water goes, oh. it's, it's cold water, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, hot. sorry, hot water, hot water. Yeah. yeah. So this time I was yeah yeah, yeah the hot water goes. Let yeah. me tell you, yeah, there's a different type of experience having to live with just hot water. <laughs> like I don't think anyone's ever. I don't know. I was. I honestly thought I was going go insane oh because God. with cold water, like with cold water only, you can listen. boil a kettle and you can, you the know, kettle, you can I yeah. didn't get it. But when it comes to <laughs> the steaming hot water, and that's the only thing you can. Yeah, it's it's, it's small things like that literally (laughs) it's small it's small small things like that that we you don't realize you we we should be grateful for because they're not always a given um but i definitely get what you mean in terms of like practicing gratitude and I, and I think personally from what I've like heard from like, people I've studied and um, what have you um I, I know a lot of times when people ask you questions or when you ask some questions it kind of feels like they you me the same answer and you think and you think like what is the secret like you're, I feel like I'm not sure if you're actually telling me like you know the wrongest <laughs> right. um but a lot, a lot of them do talk <laughs> about like gratitude um and like you know in the morning just being naming like five things that you're grateful for and I don't think it takes anything away from no. you and I think I think the the worry about being complacent um can Maybe even make you a bit more complacent than you actually want to be, and I know I know it sounds really weird, but I think wow. it can be kind of like I think there can be I think when you're I think when you're resisting um, gratitude, it can yeah. one make you um, I think not maybe exactly re- regretful, but I think when you get to maybe a, um, a few years um, past the, the fact or, or whatever it was, you maybe can feel a, maybe a little bit kind of re- regretful the fact that you didn't you weren't grateful for that the time that you were in because it, it taught you this or it it allowed mm-hmm. for this or you didn't appreciate the wins that you had at that time. Um I don't think yep. being um grateful from what I've learned anyways and it took me a long time to learn this takes anything away from your your process or your, your
0: um nice. your path
1: um towards you know that thing. Um I think you can you can be grateful and you can also be striving for more like the two things aren't mutually exclusive. I I think I think that allows for that from what I'm from what I'm learning. And again oh, it took I, me I a long know. time to get here. <laughs>
0: To get yeah. here, oh my god! I feel like you, like you you did. You did a good job. I feel like I made a book of therapy session. Like damn. Let me get this. Let me and get code. Because I like you
1: always. Let me get a promo code. Yeah, so many <laughs> please
0: do. Please do. Because I hear that it's not the it 18th. You know, I feel like therapy should be free oh, for everybody. Gosh, yeah. But you know, not in this thing can never be this that case in this England so you know here here we are so I know you know kind of as you alluded to you know I feel like adulthood is such a transitional period you know kind of figuring out who you are is just such a process you know and I feel like whether that be in your 20s your 30s there's always going to be an aspect of that you know I hear that when people talk about you know going into motherhood you know finding figuring out who you are you know as a person after having a child you know or you know reaching that goal and then figuring out you know now that you're here like what do I want from life? who am I you know what's the next kind of of step so have you ever you know had a, that feeling of like imposter syndrome and what step did you take to kind of move forward from that yeah aside from or was it therapy or was it therapy? oh my as god well? it, yeah imposter shind-
1: syndrome I can't even say the word imposter syndrome is actually such a witch like it just oh, I, I think I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me I think especially for black women as well because we're, we're told that like your life is it's unlikely or and it's not even just told and it's, it's a, there's an emphasis that i'll also make that happen as well because the the, the powers yeah, of being yeah. white supremacy like it's just there's a, an emphasis to make that um to make that the case but i think um so i think specifically it's pervasive for black women and syndrome um because also we don't see a lot of maybe th- these days it is definitely changing but there was a point in which where and whereby the because we we the film is so important because it helps us understand our world and also it mirrors um social norms and establishes them as well and helps them reinforce them. so when you're not seeing yourself in a position of power or you're not seeing your story, you're like a fully fledged experience of your humanity as a as a black woman and the the possibilities of that you can get accustomed to living yeah. small, so which reinforces imposter syndrome in my opinion. So for me, when it comes to um working with that, my friend always tells my friend Keeks, um who um I have to plug breath work because she's just amazing and it's it's, it's been such a crucial like um, <laughs> it's been such a crucial um um part of my process. Um she sp- talks about how, you know, who is gaining from you playing small essentially like who is who is who is gaining from that? If if it's not you, then it's obviously someone else. And if you're playing into imposter syndrome, if you're playing into playing small, because that's what it it, it tells you to do, really, um, you know, yeah, what does that mean for you? How does that accumulate in your life? What does that look like, essentially? What's the end goal of that, you playing small? At the end of your life, what's going to be the the compound effect of that behaviour? So for for me, what I'm learning in terms of imposter syndrome is just... I'm around around myself of the things that I've, like, I've done, the things that I've achieved, um, especially for someone who is a bit more, like, a bit more reserved, um, definitely introverted. um, Remind myself of those those achievements. Um, I, I... I affirm myself. I... I remind myself. I mean, I think I think Michelle who said something. Michelle Obama who said something like how she's been in like the most powerful like, rooms in the world, and like those people are no smarter than like you or I or, or something along those lines. Like, how a lot right. of people who aren't that competent get into, and we've seen it.
0: We've, yeah. seen a, yeah. we've seen oh, it we've seen exa- it we've got it we've got examples
1: um <laughs> every day we have the receipts, <laughs> we have receipts. We have receipts. <laughs> and um and like and things that just even things like that outside of myself remind me that it's like not that it's not even that not that deep but it's more so that like i'm i i, I know i think if you're aware of the consequences of it and you remind yourself the things that you you've done even um even taking consideration your circumstances um and the power and the, yeah. the the um the effort within society to keep you playing a certain way but you're you're achieving things even at um even within that it emboldens you i yeah. think to kind of to not want to be your own enemy essentially um to not want to yeah, to not want to not want to do that, to not want to engage in that. But it, it's definitely a process. I think it's a, it's a daily kind of process, and especially I think also what helps as well is when you your behaviour aligns with how you view yourself. So not just kind of thinking about yeah, things, yeah, not okay. just like talking about it, but actually acting upon those things. And that's definitely something I'm still learning today as well. Like acting upon like how I identify myself. um I think establishes yeah. um, it breaks away of out of, of imposter syndrome. Um, and of course, like having successes and, and things like that, which I think people kind of tried not to kind of, um, not, I think people kind of tried to um, play down. But success definitely plays a big part in, yes. in that as well. Like everyone wants to be successful in their own way. Definitely. Mm. And as
0: you said, that, that looks, that looks different to every single one yeah. of us, you know, and I feel like that's something that you do, you do kind of learn you know you kind of learn as you you know go through your adulthood and um i sometimes worry that not say worry but you know, i always think of like you know the, the generation under us and like mm. the gen zers you know and the kind of the you know the role models that you know that they kind of have and the i to me i feel like the kind of warped reality yeah. of what life really is Really is about, you know. I feel like that they're kind of shown a very different reality than than what we were shown. But then I guess the grace that they do have is that they have a lot more role models. Yeah. When we were growing, for me, when I was growing up, my only role model was Oprah Winfrey, Mm. I knew she was black (laughs) and rich, and that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to
1: be where Oprah decided. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Amen. You know what? Amen to that. Let's claim that Jesus' name. (laughs)
0: <laughs> amen that's all all i knew was oprah mm. oprah was rich rich and black and she just was enjoying so. just living her best <laughs> life
1: like everything she wanted to do she right. did it like yeah that is just she
0: did it right it's oprah listen yeah auntie oprah uh, is the og but and i think you know the biggest the biggest i would say the biggest disservice you can do to yourself in this life is just is not exploring every part of you yeah. you know and, and unlearning the things that no longer serve you, 100%. And, you know, kind of creating that that new path for yourself and I think you know I feel like anyone out there that's kind of listening that thing you're thinking about doing that thing you know that you've to do or that person who you was back when you were like seven or eight like find that inner child again and just go and explore mm you know, and just find what, what makes you happy, what brings your soul joy, you know, sometimes that is not even financial, you know, it's not even financial things, you know, that you can balance it out with that financial thing you're trying to do, but also, you know, just finding that inner peace as well within yourself and just exploring every aspect of who you are that, as a creative as well, you know, coming from creative background, I think sometimes um, as you kind of grow and what I've found that that creative kid that I was has kind of like gone, Mm -hmm. And almost yet, yes, they, you know, yes, there's things that you do know within your, within your day to day and it is kind of who you are as a person, but you don't realise you're not giving that, that creative soul time, you know, like when I was, when I was in school, I would be the girl that had the camera out, I would record everything, Mm -hmm. take pictures of everything, you know, film everything, you know, like that was, that was who I was and that person is now like gone. And I'm like, where where is that girl? She's still who, there. Like, he said love to storytell. She's, She's still, still there. That. And I'm finding her <laughs> and I'm embracing her. And I'm, you know, and I'm, you know, you know, talking to her and allowing her to you mm, know, like, be yeah, seen and you know, be shown and just doing things. And not, and then the it doesn't have to be perfect. Whatever you put out there straight away, but just get it out there, yeah. see how the world receives it, you know, and continue to to do better. I love that basically. So no, I love, I, I love, love this. I love, like I love this. This what you Yeah, I think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on mm-hmm. so you know I know that at the moment your um you know phases of womanhood is a big part you know something that you kind of created and you've kind of put into a community you know around what what why was that so important for you you know like I guess for people listening first of all like what is it yeah. where did the idea you know come about and
1: yeah like why you felt it
0: was it was necessary
1: yeah you know? um so it w- came about from um kind of loosely um from the um the book for Coloured girls and um because I did a play okay yes. yeah I did a play like um when I was in uni I think that was that kind of I I directed a play, actually, in uni, that um, related to the themes and we the, 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 the girls who were playing the characters, they, we picked three of the characters. And it said, I think I would imagine everyone that kind of, like, listening to this is aware of it. But it's, um, it discusses, like, different themes of, like, womanhood and each woman's got a colour. Um, and when okay. I was thinking of, like, phases, um, I wanted to kind of explore this idea of, of womanhood, like, different phases of woman womanhood. And it weren't necessarily darker themes, but just themes as though, themes that any, that the women who I was looking into who are writers wanted to bring to the table. So, um, the, platform is called phases um phases collective so it's a collective of like different different kind of explorations of um as as, of us (laughs) speak of us as black women yeah Um, (laughs) and um and yeah and and what that experience looks like so we had um like a number of different storytellers um just talking about like things from my body um their image like from um, um, what, what school was like for them, um, for like how their self love journey has gone about. Um, and I worked with my producer, um, Aletha who like she's like like we just team up a lot a lot when it comes to uh, filmmaking, all the producing. So I refer to as my producer. Um, she um, helped me conceive it, and we got them in the studio. We took the pictures of them in different like colored backgrounds, and then we had a company to their their portraits a story that they wanted to share um so I'm definitely still exploring like in terms of like where I would like where I would like it to go like in terms of if there's more to tell with the, the platform or with, the, with the story itself it may well be that it may exist as like a, a solo series and it moves on to like a website right. um, at some point I haven't really confirmed that at the moment now but at the moment as it stands it's just um a way for the reception was was wonderful with it as well like women uh, saying how um they found themselves in the stories that that these these other women had kind of shared um and I think with that it kind of felt like I'd kind of done my job with it which was that this is this is what I wanted it to be I wanted to kind of just have a different exploration of, of womanhood like just have that and have that like, some just beautiful cause I love um photography I love like portraits um I love seeing women like black women elevated and represented in like such beautiful ways in such honest beautiful ways and yeah. that was the the aim for it to do that and um yeah I think we I think we did that it's
0: doing what it's doing, yeah. Mm. No, I love it. Like anyone, obviously, I'll put all everything in the you know, you. description box. But um, you know, and anyone who you know, like hasn't got it, like you know, kind of gone seen it, go and check out the Instagram. It's it's really pretty. It has all set it You know, <laughs> as well. it's a great stories. I, I love I love like a visual yeah, Instagram that just comes same. together, just makes sense. So it really it, it really is that. So you know, anyone um, who is listening, go and check out. I think is it phases of phases collective,
1: collective yeah phases collective it? just phases collective
0: yeah that'll be in the description box so I'll, I'll kind of you know put that down there anyway um another thing I want to kind of touch on was I know that you know you're kind of heading you know you're near your end of your 20s yes going towards the into... new decade <laughs> 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 is it day 30? Yes. that's that's, 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 that's what they call it don't they but um what like you know what has the last kind of like 10 years you know Mm -hmm. taught you and what are you looking forward to you know kind of going into the next decade um and I feel like what's so interesting the older we get now 30 doesn't seem so crazy You know, and it's also like I think for me I've even come to understand that, you know, like you haven't you don't have to find yourself by twenty five, you don't ha- you don't have to find yourself there by thirty, like mm. you're consistently finding yourself. And I think we kind of touched upon that a lot within this episode. Mm. So yeah, what like what are the things you kind of learn in your twenties and what are you looking forward to, you know, going into the next decade of life?
1: Um, I would say like again, like grace, like grace has just been such a like a a big factor. Um, for me to understand, um, understanding that like we're all like we're all, we all on our individual individual paths um, and to just remain committed to your own because anything else, you're just kind of wasting your time, to be honest. Um, comparison is always and will be the thief of joy. There's a level between like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a difference between, um, you know, kind of learning from others and kind of like living in others in a sense and just kind of yeah, doing yeah, that God, yeah. um and I would also say like I think for me as what well, I just kind of honoring like my plan I didn't have a plan for a while because I didn't really know really how to make one and also what that what I wanted to do because like I said for a while I, d- I just didn't know um and that can be very frustrating yeah. when you feel like time is kind of it's not really on your side or your time just kind of going basically um you want to kind of keep up yeah. or you want to you want to achieve you want to just be you just want to say x y and z by whatever timeline you have in your mind and if you don't know it can be really hard to kind of to help yourself basically um so yes of course i think when you get like an inkling of like what it is that you you do want to do give yourself that time to actually you know think it through um and if you as much as you can do it smart like by getting like a mentor or or what have you um and yeah, I, I would say just for me in my thirties, my when that time arrives, um, I would say yes. it's more so, it, yeah, I, I would say it's more so kind of like sticking to my plan now that I've got like an idea of like, yeah, okay. okay, this is like, this is where I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going, sticking to that plan basically um, and believing that that will, that will come to life as well. Cause yeah. As much In as like we said, as, yeah, like as much as we said, like you know, obviously, like for <laughs> for black women, there's so many, uh, there's so there are enemies, like there are enemies. Like, that that's just a fact. We don't need an enemy within. Yeah. So believing yeah. that those things will happen for you, regardless of the odds, is your way of like establishing. That there's no enemy within. Um, so that's definitely for me. Like just looking forward to like enjoying like more of like my. By life um, and really really like um, committing to the plan yeah and just looking forward to more like yes. more clarity oh, I love self actualization. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah a hundred percent I feel like um, I always hear you know people that turn 30 it's like in your 30s you almost like you really feel affirmed like knowing who you are yes you know like you know like, you, like this is who I am this is you know this is the plan as you said mm-hmm. you know and I'm just gonna you know be kind of Tunnel vision on kind of getting that. Um, I know you mentioned about a, like a plan. How, and I, I don't know if it's even like able to be put into words, mm. but how did you like figure out the plan? Like, what was that writing it down? Mm. Was that, you know, just having time to think? Like, how did you come
1: up with that plan? Like, yeah. for you, what would that look like? I mean, again, it took a very long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I had a, I, honestly, like, I had a friend um one of my um a director i work with um his name's michael and like just like from like (laughs) i think he was the one that he kind of really like told me well not really told me but like just learning from him because he had a plan from like um from after university like of what he wanted the the 10 years of i I think maybe of his 20s or just maybe maybe even further than that to look like um and i didn't understand like how to kind of to have that have that kind of sense of um I mean, not direction exactly, but clarity. And I think that clarity kind yes. of came. It came. much later, but it came in a sense whereby where where I kind of found what it was I actually want to achieve with my life and really getting concrete on that. And I think having like um, i've got like as a mentor who I um, who yeah, a woman I call my mentor called Lisa Nichols. Everyone needs to like learn about her. Like Lisa okay. Nichols is just she's just wonderful because she's been through the ghetto she's been through like she's 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 been through like times in her life whereby you know it it just it doesn't it didn't look like it was going to happen it just didn't look and there was nothing telling her that your life is going to look different than this moment that you're currently in and she wow. she turned it around. She really, really turned it around. Um and she she speaks about like having like a, a plan. When you have this idea of like where you wanna go, um, it doesn't have to be concrete, it doesn't have to be like um, you know, by X, by twenty nine, I'm, I'm gonna have this. By thirty, I'm gonna have this, um, and it has to be. Okay, it's, it's yep. more so it kind of just giving yourself like a guidance. So you might say that by twenty nine, you want to have X, right, Y, and Z, right. um, and that's great. But at least you, and if you don't, if you don't get it, you don't, you don't, you may not achieve that. But at least you've got something you're working towards. So it's it's more so, to my understanding of it, that you have an idea of what you want to achieve in your life, where you want to be going, and you fill that infiltrate that into like some sort of like five-year plan like year one
0: yes and and it's
1: you're you're working towards a goal so by the end of five years you want to get to there and then you break that down into the the years up until that point and that's kind of how tangible tasks yeah tangible tasks so like you're i mean you incorporate small wins which he talks about so it's not like you're okay 10 years time i want to get like um uh, what is it no not rather than saying your goal might be to like have like to buy a house yeah. but realistically you know that yes. buying a house tomorrow might not be realistic so you are working on small wins today and tomorrow and whatever what have you that will make that goal more achievable in that given time frame um yes. so it's having yeah. having those aspirations but then also doing what you can in your control in this present moment to get there um even if it feels small and it feels like it feels like you're not getting, really getting anywhere. You're actually walking in a direction that is in line, in lining into where you want to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I hear that. And I think it's like almost coming back full circle. So as you kind of said at the beginning, you know, it's about consistently showing up, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of using the resources yeah, that which you have now to, to get, of course this is never not and easy it's at all easy. And, it's you know, said and, get and done. The next <laughs> done right exactly and I think what was interesting about what you said as well is about that kind of like clarity and I think that's where you know straight after uni no longer having that clarity of yeah. where your life is going yes is the difficult part yes. you know like all oh, right okay I go to school oh, I go to college oh we go to uni right great yeah. Go to uni Okay, finish uni. Uh, okay, someone tell me,
1: God, do you see me? You know Can what? you hear it's me? It's so crazy. It feels like a co- conveyor belt. Like I literally, I said to my sister, it, education is like a conveyor belt. Like you're literally like moving along the line, right, and is. then someone just pushes you off the belt, and you're like you're free falling into the abyss. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, li- great analogy.
0: <laughs> literally, literally <coughs> that, and I think that is what I think. That's where that you know that like. Not having that clarity, mm-hmm. you know, that that transitional period, and not really understanding you know, where you're going and who you are, is where that then comes in your twenties, you know, and after uni. So look at that full full circle and um, over. So I think last question: mm-hmm. What has what what is the one thing that you're trying to figure out in life at this current moment in time? Would you say what is the um, one thing?
1: I think we say get to the next stage
0: yeah okay just
1: like um yeah getting to the next stage and existing there with the just the knowledge that like it's that not only that i deserve this and i belong there but like this is like yeah like i've I've earned this yeah Yeah. definitely definitely with
0: yeah your hard work and 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 god <laughs> yes by your god, side yes. honey Any the reason, anything is possible the good Lord. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> and, John, i'm also a big believer in like fake fake it till you make it and you know like even you know and find that inner i would say that in a bad that in a bad being mm. you know and remind yourself that you know you're you're that you know you're that um I, I feel like i feel like i shouldn't swear but you know you're that VITC head <laughs> yes! you know and you, know, you deserve to be here right oh, um, And never, like, you know for anyone listening never for, never forget that mm-hmm. Like never forget that like you absolutely if like if not you then who exactly you know exactly right yeah. if not now then when like you absolutely deserve to be where you are and just con- continue to strive yeah. you know do all the amazing things that you know you're kind of doing um and yeah no listen that was amazing thank you so much anyone who's listening i hope you have your notebook Mm. you know your pen you know go go and check out lisa (laughs) you know breath work work, yes you know go and check out all the amazing things that chamber's doing go and i'll put obviously put it all in the description box go and watch crown you know on bbc iplayer you know go and show our girls some love um, you know tweet her message her you know let her know how like how you found it like it's an it's an amazing watch it's short but sweet you know and it and I said it kind of clutch on all the different emotions um so I'm very excited to see you know what's ne- what's kind of up next for you and you know, kind of continue you know watching your journey and you know like kind of where you progress so for the people listening where can they find you like where you know where where can they find out more
1: yeah so I think the easiest place is probably Instagram at the moment um, which is my my name says so Chioma and then C Eze. Um, but I'll put on the link as yeah, well. Yeah, I put the link as well. But yes. yeah, so that's the easiest yeah, place, yeah. and also Twitter <laughs> as well, which is the same handle as well.
0: Yeah okay cool and and also i'll put in there you know go and follow phase of collective, yeah, as, well collective as well too. definitely check out, check out all those stories and definitely stories. watch crown on bbc because yeah, ke-
1: yeah it's a good one
0: yes <laughs> do it is a good one it is a good one. is there any more project any more projects in the work that we can expect there's
1: I'm, I'm currently at the moment working on um producing um theatre Um, production with my friend a good friend of mine um called um marry me love marry me now love me later it's yeah if you haven't got tickets like you're Um. gonna you're in for it you you need to get that because you're in for a treat i think it's about 10 tickets left at the (laughs) moment um so and it's gonna be out in july (laughs) um but it's yeah it's a it's a really it's like a, a combination between um love island and then yeah it's kind of like love island in a way, big brother, oh, kind of like, so yeah, yes. and the, the Shavilla is just such a, she's such a talented writer, she's absolutely crazy um, and she's put all her, her energy and her personality into this production and it's just going to be like, fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited for that one.
0: Oh, um, is it, and is that in person? we're going to be in yeah, person? Yeah, so
1: I think with, with the way things are happening with Code and everything, um, the um, theatres are opening up as they are and by the time it comes out, um, as I said, towards the end of July, um, it will be hopefully if everything goes as it's planned um everyone should be able to kind of come there because that's the plan to invite audiences down here. amazing
0: oh that is so cool I know like we absolutely miss like you know the theater yeah, and just us, you know go and do things in person so I'm so looking forward to you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. come kind of coming up really but no listen thank you so much for joining no worries, me I love I think this it's amazing time out the, yeah I listen I love it too like it's just been yeah amazing and the fact there's always so many gems you know mm. out there and there's just so many people that you know kind of have the same kind of thought process and you kind of we can learn so much from kind of others you know so it's all about sharing our stories so no, thank you so much no and um, for all of you guys listening have a great rest of the day great rest of the week and we will catch you on the next episode take care bye